rise and shine. Pour yourself a cup of coffee and tune in to Good Morning Aurora. News, weather, and really cool interviews. Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. All right, good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. Um, time is now 8.04 a.m. And you are listening to Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. And we've got a great episode with you guys today. We are joined once again by our friend and community partner, Chicano. Round of applause for the brother. Good to see you, man. Good to see you. Good to see you, too. All right, so news and weather for you guys, first of all. This is a, uh, if, you, if you've been outside already, you've seen that it is a rather gloomy day, but fear not, because with that gloom and the rain, uh, somewhere, somewhere, somewhere it's sunny. It's just not sunny here in Aurora, but that's cool. Uh, I'm a tea drinker, so this is good chamomile tea weather, but that's another story. Uh, the weather right now is 46 degrees. It is going to be raining all damn day, literally up until 4 p.m. Nice. Nice, yeah. Uh, so it's a very cloudy, rainy day, as you can see. Tomorrow's going to be sunshiny, a little bit of partly some clouds at 46. And Friday looks good. It's going to be sunny and 44 degrees. And Saturday is going to be 49 and sunny. So that's really cool. Uh, in the news now, here's what we got to tell you guys about. Uh, the city council is voting on a special use permit that would make way for a free health care clinic on the east side, Iglesia Charismatica Jesus Cristo Es La Verdad Church. Spanish is really horrible today, y'all. <laughs> the R's were <laughs> the R's were horrible right there, but it's all good. Uh, that's located at five five one South Fifth, excuse me, South Fourth Street. Uh, the clinic would be next door, which used to be Fourth Street United Methodist Church. And according to VP of the Aurora Christian Healthcare, Tracy Dunn, sixty three thousand people in Kane County are currently without health care. Uh, that permit was on the consent agenda for last night, and I have to check to see if it got passed. I believe that it may have. The 19th of December, Faith Lutheran Church is hosting their annual church nativity scene during the performance. Visitors will be invited to join the church choir in singing traditional carols. After the performance, hot chocolate and cookies are going to be served with guests, I mean, to the guests, along with a petting zoo that will be open. Uh, admission, parking, and refreshments are free, and guests are invited to take their own nativity scene pictures the gazebo at millennium park and monday park is staged for free holiday photos starting uh the 28th and december 5th from noon to 3 p.m professional photographers will be socially distanced and masked up to take your pictures for more information on that you can go to auroradowntown.org once again arta aarta aurora area retired teachers association having their second drive-through box dinner sale from 11:30 a.m to 12:30 p.m uh, and that's going to be on Tuesday, December 1st. Very cool. Uh, that's going to be a Gaslight Manor 2485 Church Road in Aurora. Entree options are Greek chicken, roast pork, and fettuccine Alfredo. And side dishes included are roast potatoes, green beans, and dessert. The public is invited. The cost is $20. Reservations are required. Uh, proceeds benefit Aurora CIS Communities in Schools and Coats for Kids. That's a drive uh, for the youngsters. They also have a scholarship fund, which awards $1,500 excuse me, $1, annually to a local high school student. I'm glad I clarified that. $15 for a scholarship, that's not a lot of money. That's like gas money, y'all. Um, and uh, this Thursday, Towns Attend Social Services on Us and the Lewis Simmons Foundation are hosting Neighbors Giving. 
Starting at noon on that day, they'll be giving away prepackaged meals until they're gone. For more details, you can visit their Facebook page and Instagram and check out the post there. Shout out to Talented 10th on us and Lewis Simmons. Um, and last but not least, LDJ Cleaning Professionals, specializing in commercial, residential, and disinfectant cleaning. Serving Aurora and the Quad Counties with over 20 years experience in the professional cleaning industry. They offer the famous Make Ready service, post-construction cleaning, window cleaning, floor maintenance, disinfectant cleaning, and general office cleaning. The home that you work so hard to purchase, the business that you dreamed of owning, they're honored to provide their service to you. Hire a true professional and give them a call, 630-291-5435. Shout out to LDJ Cleaning, a very good local business here in Aurora. Oh, and I want to shout out one more. Um, I want to highlight Mr. Johnny Key's birthday parade, which our friend Chicano took part in, which was Saturday. Yeah, uh, it was very good. Mr. Johnny Key is a World War II veteran and a Purple Heart recipient. It was really nice to see the community come uh, decorate their cars in patriotic, uh, with a patriotic theme with flags and uh, drive by and, and see this wonderful person. It's interesting that uh, for young people and people today who are not familiar with World War II, um, that generation is slowly leaving us. Um, so it's good to capture their story, good to highlight their contributions to the country, and it's good to bridge that gap between the young and the old. So shout out to everybody who took part in that. All right. And with that, that's the news for the day. So, now we get into our interview with our brother, Chicano. All right, all right. Good morning, my man. Good morning, good morning. You look good today. Thank you. Good yep. to see you again. Good to see you too, man. Um, a lot has passed since our last interview. A whole right. lot's gone on. Um, this is your third interview with us, third right. check-in with us. Um, for those who don't know you, just state who you are real quick and where you're from. My name is Chicano. I'm from out here in Aurora. Grew up out here. Um, I'm involved with the community. Uh, basically, you know, most everyone knows, mm -hmm. you know, what I've been doing. I'm all over the place in the community, and that's about it, basically. Yeah, you always you bring the spotlight to the Latino community. Right. Yeah, I try to um, in a lot of different ways, community-wise, business-wise, any way I can to um, try to assist the Latino community because I believe there's a big need for that. Yeah, um, and then and also real quick too. One of the other things that that um, I like about you, I want to highlight is that Broadway specifically. You've done a lot, a lot to highlight the businesses on Broadway, but even before highlighting those businesses, you were there um, cleaning up to help after the uh, rioting downtown after right. the George Floyd incident. You were down there with the artists among the whole scene. Right. Uh, talk about that, because that's kind of, it's, it's a little bit in the past now, but that yeah. was a very important time. I stayed there the whole week on Broadway. Um, the first day we did the cleanup, yeah. you know, we started that. I stayed the whole day cleaning up from morning to whenever it was over, to the evening. Mm -hmm. um, Tuesdays they came with the art initiative about, you know, painting over the boarded up walls, windows, I mean. So I started there assisting. I'm an artist myself, but I didn't really do too many, too much of the muraling. Um, I assisted in, you know, uh, basics, painting over the boards, a few mm -hmm. little, uh, couple of things I did, but um, I was just there the whole time, assisting. You know, right, so. that was good to see people coming out. Oh yeah, it was a good thing good because it was a real good vibe because um, 
out of something negative, they turns, turned it into something positive, you know, so it gave a lot of people a good feeling. Yeah. And one of the things that everyone kept saying was that a lot of people were coming by, like just, they would pass by and then come back because they see what we're doing. So they get out and walk and then other people just walked anyway through there and they were like, man, this is how we would like to see downtown. Not, you know, with boarded up windows, but with people just walking around, hanging out, just conversating with each other, you know, having a good time. Mm -hmm. So it turned into a good thing and it, it put a lot of ideas in people's heads, you know, to do things like that. And that's one of the things I was working towards anyway, you know, was to bring back um, downtown, bring it back alive to where people can just hang out and, you know, pass the time you know just come from work and right you know. um so broadway is becoming slowly your area man yeah well um in a way it's kind of forgotten mm -hmm. by the rest of downtown because they're starting to you know expand in, on other areas right you know, other business. streets and all that yeah. yeah um and back in the days broadway was the main spot i guess you know um business was real good on broadway before nowadays it's different i think it was you who told me there was a movie theater there was a couple movie oh, theaters downtown. Okay, yeah, yeah. I you, forget where exactly they were, but there was two of them downtown. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I spoke about the Goldblatt's. Yeah, <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah, um, but yeah, Broadway is, um, I just like being down there doing things, you know? Yeah. Business-wise. Um, uh, we're going to get into some locations, we're going to get into uh, and ideas for entertainment, but what's the current state of the Latino community in Aurora? The current state? Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that, I wouldn't say that the Latino community is divided, right. but at the same time, the Latino community is not together as a whole. Gotcha. You know, gotcha. Um, for the most part, on certain things, yes, but there's no real leadership, I believe, that's really, really, there's, there is Latino leadership, I'm not going to say there isn't, sure. but there's no real leadership that's bringing the Latinos together as a whole. You know, to really get down into, you know, deep into the issues, whether it's community, immigration, incarceration, you know, um, economics or um, even business, you know. And I believe there's a lot more that can be done towards that, on that aspect. And um, there's also, by being a large Latino population here, there are a lot of Latino businesses, Latino-owned businesses. Mm -hmm. And... Um, I believe they need the Latinos need to be well represented on that aspect as well because just because they own a business doesn't mean that everything is you know fine and dandy everything's going well you know there are still a lot of issues with business owners that own their businesses. Good and, point. You know they need to survive. Good point. Yeah, I saw a meme like a couple of days ago with something like <laughs> it had a, like two faces. The one dude was smiling like you know starting a business, and the other one was like <laughs> running a business. You know, in the and the right. It's true. Yeah, that's that's a good yeah. one because um, with the city of Aurora, you know specifically, there are you know it's good to start a business, you know, but at the same time, there's a lot of obstacles that you have to overcome in order to do it, you know, just mm -hmm. to get it going. And I believe there are too many restrictions on these businesses, you know, that need to be relaxed, you know, because you're making it difficult for people to do business when you're trying to make Aurora thrive, you know. So it, it doesn't work hand in hand. Good point. Um, let's talk about La Gran. La Gran how you, Plaza? Yeah, that's how you pronounce it? Yeah, La Gran, La Gran Plaza. What? Spanish? Getting there, y'all. Come on. Getting there. Yeah. La Gran Plaza. Um, let's talk about the activities you had going on over there. All right, so for those that don't know what La Gran Plaza is, it's, um, it was called Easter World Flea Market. It's on Claim and Straight. I mean, Claim and State Street. Okay. 175 North State. 
Um, it's been, it had been around for, I believe, over 20 years as East Aurora Flea Market. In August, they had new ownership, and they changed the name to La Gran Plaza. So the administrator there, um, by the name of Ben Galan, reached out to me and asked, you know, if I, he's seen a lot of the things I do in the community, what I do with my business and all that. So he reached out and asked if I wanted to set up, uh, you know, <coughs> business there. So we had a meeting and all that, and he told me about an event he was going to have. Uh, it's, it's during COVID and all that, so we couldn't make it a big event, but he wanted to do a little raffle for the customers there. Okay. So he had a DJ, a little entertainment and all that. And um, you know, so we talked about that, and we talked about bringing my Sorry. business there as an mm -hmm. element to you know uh, assist in that event. Um, so which we just done that this past weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, so we had the DJ, we had a raffle. They were giving away you know merchandise from from La Gran Plaza, you know the different uh, vendors that are there, and they were giving away turkeys. It was a free raffle; nobody had to pay. You know, they just go to one of the vendors, get a ticket, like that. So um, I brought my booth there as part of trying to help, you know, promote La Gran Plaza, try to promote those businesses, you know, I post live and all that. Um, I brought an artist with me too by the name of Sick Bombshell on Instagram. Um, she's a Latina artist. Mm -hmm. um, she does a lot of Latina artwork. And I brought her as another element too, just to add something to that. Okay. Um, so with that, uh, they're trying to do new things with La Gran Plaza. You know, they, it, was a, it was always just a flea market, just, uh, you know, with vendors and that's about it. So I talked to the administrator and he wants to bring it out into the community. You know, at first he wants to, you know, make it prosperous, successful and all that for the vendors, for the, you know, the owners itself. Um, so there's a lot going on there because, you know, he, the, the owners need to make money. The vendors need to, you know, sure. make money. Right but they want to do community outreach. And by him knowing that I'm involved with the boxing club, I'm involved with a lot of different aspects of the community and business and all that, we talked about a lot of different ideas of how I can kind of help him make that happen, you know? So we're in talks right now to see how we can work that out. You know? Ben Galan, yeah. isn't it? Yes. Very cool. Um, how long has that place been here? Um, a long? Under the East Royal Flea Market, I think, I believe it's been over 20 years. It's been wow. There. Yeah, and it's a huge place for those that don't know. Like yeah. it's it's got it's, that's the place with the gates around it. Yeah. Across from the White House. Casablanca. Casablanca, yeah. <laughs> so originally it had over 150 booths there. Just to give you an idea of how big it is and there's still room to expand. Um they have other sections of a building that they don't even use. So that's just 150 in one area. And they got other sections, they got upstairs. There's also as you know how flea markets are like in Chicago, they have outside. There's room for vendors outside, there's room for the grassy area to do events and things like that out there as well. Right. Very cool. Very cool. Um, so what uh, what kind of events, maybe not to, maybe not to, you know, project anything right now, but what kind of events do you got, uh, are you thinking about with that space? Well, like we're just in talks right now, so we okay. haven't, you know, planned anything out. Um, but some of the ideas that we ran across was, of course, you know, everybody in the community knows I get involved with the lowriders lowrider cars and all that, that I bring that to uh, a lot of the things I do. A lot of the promotions mm -hmm. I do, the events and shows I do, there's always lowriders Yeah, involved. you got the whips, yeah. You know, so we ran that idea, of course, of having a lowrider show or two, you know, throughout the year, um, you know, right there, bring some vendors outside. Um, we also talked about maybe uh, uh, have a soccer game, have soccer games out there, or even starting a soccer team that La Gran Plaza can sponsor, you know, they can, you know, give them their equipment, everything they need. 
and have them compete, things like that. You know, but to be creative with it, not just have a soccer team or not just have a, a, a lowrider show. It's always got to be a bunch of different elements, you know, to make it work, to make it, you know, interesting and where it's helping the community. Yeah. And you said there's an upstairs in that place. Yes. Wow. Well, in, in the section of the uh, where they do business at, there isn't. But on this, this other section of the building, they have a church. And they're thinking about converting it into a couple of different things. Mm. And one of the ideas he told me, but I'm not for sure if they'll do it, is um, part of it would be a medical center. Um, and I don't know if I'm giving too much information, but another part they're thinking about maybe doing a daycare center cool. right there. You know, so yeah. that'll help out a lot for people that you know have kids and need to work, things like that. For the people who can't afford or uh you know the high prices of daycare and things like that that'd be a really big help yeah because i mean uh, right there in the neighborhood yeah it's a literally a local community uh uh it could be a real big benefit for the community right there right um when it comes to so look now the grand plaza is the east side it's not downtown but it's not far away from downtown right. um when it comes to downtown what kind of, if you had a magic wand, what kind of events and activities would you like to, would you like to see? Um, you can make, now these are things we can make happen, sure, but, um, right. you know. Well, there's a couple that I won't speak on, okay. because for me it's a big idea, but I don't want to speak on it now because I don't want someone else to come and say, you know what, that sounds like a good idea. Let me jump yeah, on I'm, that. Right. Let me take that idea and right. run with it, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I can, I hold off on that. But there's, I mean, so many different things you can do with downtown, so many different locations. There's, uh, you know, I, I think there's things down there that people are not even looking at where you can do events at. You know, we just did one um, a Day of the Dead event yeah. um, on Galena and uh, Broadway. I was going to ask you about that. That's, um, okay. um, now, there's a, you introduced me to, well, you didn't introduce me to him, but you told me about a guy, photographer, Jose Torres. Yes. Right? Yeah. Uh, talk about him and the, and the work you guys have done. Uh, well, he um, he's a photographer. His name is Jose Torres. He's been he's done Dia de los Muertos, Day of the Dead for I believe the past eleven years downtown Aurora in different locations. You know, so it's something he has going on annually. That um, each year he tries to make it grow, but he wants to keep the culture alive, Mexican culture. You know, right? Um, and you know the things that we have going on. So this year he reached out to me because he's seen a lot of things I do in the community as well. Um, and he asked me if we could collaborate on putting a show together for Day of the Dead. So we did that on November 6th. We did, um, we put a good show together. We brought the cars, we brought a DJ, we brought um, some singers, ballet folklorico dancers, um, Aztec dancers. Um, my family brought some lowrider bikes. Um, we brought a few, I brought some models that um, I had, because you know, he has models that he has, you know, they model for his photography. You know? Right. Um, but we did a few other projects before this where he asked me to bring some models so, you know, um, they can do some photography sessions, Okay, right? so you guys have worked together for a while. Well, no, just this past, uh, this past few months we did a couple of projects mm -hmm. on that, two different uh, photography sessions dealing with the Mexican culture, you know, it was all based on that. That was the theme for both sessions and then this one as well. So, um, I, you know, each, each session I brought a couple of models and at the same time I was in each session as well. So gotcha. I dressed up, you know, and took the photographs as well. Um, this last one, it was Day of the Dead theme, 
my Lincoln Town Car that I have, I always involve it in every event I do, even if I'm just with my business, I have it right there, right next to my business, you know, mm -hmm. as part of the promotion. So I painted all the windows, you know, Day of the Dead theme. I had um, an artist by the name of Joe, I forget his last name, but he goes by Art by Joe, Joseph. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I know you who know you're talking, talking about. about. Yeah, yeah. So I, you know, I, I saw some work he did on Stoke and um, on uh, Stoke and Galena, and I liked it, so I asked him if he can do something on my car, so he did it all the way around, and then we put a light, a black light on the inside to make it stand out. Oh, nice. Um, I, you know, I, so I decorated, put a painting on top of the car as well, and um, <laughs> that was the centerpiece there. We had all the lowriders there, um, and we just had a good show, you know. Um, we had, I, I believe, over 15 photographers there. It wasn't a big show but because of COVID, right? But a lot of shows were getting canceled. A lot of the people didn't even show up. They were supposed to be there. A lot of them were canceling out because they were either scared of COVID or because they had COVID or for whatever reason. Right. You know, so we understood. We, you know, we kept it small, but there were still over 15 photographers there. So there's a lot of photos out there about the show. Yeah, I saw photos and they looked really good. And I had asked you about, um, but I told you I was not familiar with ballet folklorico and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So when I see that, to me, it looks really, it looks intense. Right. It looks like, wow, look at the colors, look at the designs, look at the style and everything like that. Um, I've, me personally, I've learned a lot about like the culture mm -hmm. just from watching the stuff you do and the stuff you post. It's really informative. Right. And that's the idea, you know, like, you might see me posting a lot of things with the Mexican flag, Mexican culture, and mm -hmm. all that, like you said, ballet folklorico and all that. It's not just geared towards the Latino community, just for them to see it. It is to show and educate other, you know, people that don't know about it. You know, they see something that might be interesting to them, they might want to learn more about it. So, you know, it's for everybody. One of the things I like about you and what you do is that you don't discriminate in your, in your message. I mean, you literally, I mean, from the, the march on Lake Street to over there Northgate right. to downtown Aurora. I mean, uh, in each place, it's a community kind of vibe and feel and everything like that. Um, you get along real good with people, and yeah. I think that's a strength. Yeah. I think that's a real good strength. Who are some of the other community partners besides Jose Torres that, that you've worked with? Um... I worked with Nick, Nick Thompson. Shout outs, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sharonda Roberson. Yep. Uh, People's Coalition, um, uh, what's uh, Ulysses. Yeah, uh, Uli. Yeah, Uli. Uli. Yeah, I worked with him. Sandra, Luma, you know, Indivisible Aurora with um, Aurora Rapid Response Team. Um, even Simon Rodriguez, you know, City of Aurora Youth Services. Mm -hmm. Good guy. Um, Giovanni Villa Gomez with the Boxing Club. Um, <clears throat> quite a lot of different people that I've worked with, you know, just out in the community, business, boxing club, things like that, you know. Right. Um, so when it comes to, now, when I think entertainment, I also think music, right? Right. I think music, I think bands, I think um, hip-hop. Mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Um, is that an, is that a part of what you do as well? Yes, that's a part of it as well. Okay. So, yeah, like I said, even with the models, I started with that. You know, some of them were my family members. Uh, one of them wasn't. It's just, uh, I just bring a lot of different elements. In, you know, um, so the music, yeah, different forms of music. Um, a lot of what we do is Spanish music, different forms of Spanish music. Um, 
but I'm into the house music as well, old school house music, mm -hmm. Chicago house and all that. So I bring that, freestyle. Um, freestyle is a form of, you know, house music in itself. Um, For those that don't know. Right. <laughs> we did an event at Taco, at Taco Movi and um, we brought some rappers out there, some mm -hmm. Latino rappers, you know. Um, so, Come from Detroit, Chicago, one from out here. Right. And we were supposed to do a big show on Halloween, but we canceled it because of COVID. And we had a whole, uh, at least about eight or nine rappers lined up to, you know, perform there. Right. So yeah, there's always, um, even if it's a small uh, event, like I promoted four businesses right here down the street, um, across from the new library, and they were just small businesses, but or just a few, but we brought a band there. You know, and we brought some cars there. Oh, um, where was that? By Taqueria El Tio. There's a battery store. Uh, oh, that's right. On the corner. That's uh, River and... Benton. Benton, that's right. Right down, right down the block. That's right. I did two events there. I promoted the first time four businesses, the second time just three businesses. And um, same thing, you know. Always bring some form of entertainment, some cars, mm -hmm. people, and, you know, I sell my merchandise, but at the same time, I'm there promoting that whatever businesses are there. Now, when I see you do things, um, you're masked up, y'all socially distanced. Um, how is how difficult has it been to 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 adapt to you know doing doing what you do in your activities in this COVID age? Well, it's difficult, but. Um, I feel that I got to keep going, keep doing things, you know what I mean? And yes, I have to keep COVID in mind and all that. And I'm not going to say that 100% of the time I'm, you know, following the guidelines. But we do talk about it. We put things in place with, um, you know, the masks and the yeah. um, sanitizer and things like that. Um, and it's some of the events, you know, we try to keep it to a minimum. We haven't always kept it to a minimum, but, you know, things are getting serious. So we have to constantly keep that in mind. Um, so they're very difficult, especially now. There's a lot of projects that I um, have lined up or that people you know, mm -hmm. are in discussions with me about doing. Uh, we have to put them on hold because COVID, you know, right. for whatever reason. But for me, a lot of them, you know, you know, put everything on hold 100%. And for me, it's like, okay, we don't have to do the event or the project, but we can plan it, you know. So let's not put that on hold, because we got downtime as far as because we're not doing any events or projects like that, but we can always plan to make them that much better and stronger if, you know, by the time we're able to do them again. Right, you so know? when things open up, we're ready. Right, so you know, always make good use of the time. Um, so a, a call to action, we talked about a call to action and collaboration. Is there any groups that you would like to collaborate with? What's some, uh, you got a wish list? Uh, no. It's not Christmas yet, but... No, I don't have a wish list. So, with some of the events I do, no, I don't have a wish list on that, right? Mm -hmm. Um, this week, like, Thanksgiving, I'll probably be, I may be, um, getting with Talented Tents yeah. to help them distribute some of the food they're, they're distributing, and then after that, I'll be probably working with Echo, um, with, um, Arlise Dapri. Um, oh, Oh, the Echo group, something like that, you know. Oh, I know Echo. I'm yeah. familiar with Echo, yeah, but yeah. Uh, I don't think I've known anybody affiliated with it. Oh, okay. Um, so I'll be working with them later on in the day on Thanksgiving. Okay. Um, I think they're going to see where the homeless are, passing out food and, you know, probably different locations. Mm. So I do, I do something in the day, something in the evening. Um, but apart from that, 
uh, Broadway downtown. You know, I did that promotion for them 25 businesses that yep. one time. Um, like we said, it didn't turn out well because of the rain, but it still happened, right? Um, so I don't want to wait until, because the cold weather's here, and say, well, I can't do another event because of COVID and the cold weather all the way up until spring or next summer, you know what I mean? There's small things that we can do keeping COVID in mind because right. we don't have to involve a lot of people, but we can still promote these businesses as long as they're open, as long as we're not shut down totally quarantine-wise. Um, there's some things that I want to work on on Broadway to help keep promoting these you know, small businesses, whether it's just one or two or three or four, you know? I, I don't have to do the whole block, the whole 25 or however many I did last time, just right. a few at a time, but bringing entertainment as well just to keep it going, you know, because some of them can't wait until next spring, next summer to try to survive, you know, they're, they're you know, business is rough. It already been rough, everything they've been through. Now a lot of things are getting shut down again, so people are not coming out shopping, you know. And if they are going to be shopping at all these big stores, there's these little stores here that can use your help, you know, by you buying an item or two uh, right. there. You don't have to come and buy the whole store. You can come buy an item or two and that'll help them out. You know? Right. Um, the time is now 8.32 a.m. and you are listening to and watching Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. And we are here with our friend and community partner, Chicano, for the pre-Thanksgiving part three. Um, real quick, what's your favorite Thanksgiving meal? Uh, wait, let me go back to the call to action thing. Okay. Because <laughs> uh, I didn't get to touch on that part. Well, yeah. So... The things I want to do down there on Broadway, it, whether it's Broadway or anywhere else in Aurora, you know what I mean? It's um, always promoting business, community, and all that. Um, I do it on my own a lot of times. I, you know, give people to assist, volunteer, however it may be, or I, you know, pay for their entertainment, things like that. But if there's anybody that would like to get involved and they're genuine with what they want to do, and, you know, they feel they can bring a good element to what I'm doing, then, you know, feel free to contact me and we can figure out how we can work together. If it's going to work, it's going to work. If not, then it's okay, you know. Where can they contact you at? Um, Chicano Times, Facebook page, um, on Instagram. Um, basically right through there, you know, because that's where I do all of my um, the business at with Chicano Times Business, you know. Okay. So there's a difference because, you know, a lot of people see it as Chicano's Times. Um, one of my pages, that's the personal profile. Chicano Times is the business, so I think some people get it confused, but that's probably my fault because of the way I, you know, put them so close together, the names. Yeah, I mean, it's just an apostrophe S that's, the, right. <laughs> that's so between them. Welcome to the business yeah. with my business. I've made that mistake. You hit me up like, nah, it's not Chicano. That's not Chicano. It's Chicano's Times this yeah. time. Like, ah. The other one is just basically my times, basically what I do, you know, apart from business. But lately I've been, I try to keep them separate, but it's kind of hard because I incorporate everything together anyway. All right. Um, all right, your favorite Thanksgiving meal? Yeah. For me, the holidays, I don't put too much emphasis on the holidays, so you're asking the wrong person because to me it's not a big deal. You know, I understand what people do it for and all that for family and all that, and I do partake in all that, but uh, it never really interested me much. You know, so I can't give you no favorite. You're not going to eat nothing tomorrow? What you going to eat? I, I mean, mean, I'm going to eat, but I'd rather, um, I've spent time with family throughout you know, the past years and all that, sure. but I feel like I can just, I'd rather be out doing something, helping in some way just to be out, you know? I don't, um, yeah, we're supposed to be home because of COVID and all that, right. and I don't believe I'm going to be around, you know, a whole bunch of people, but at the same time, I'd rather be out doing something. You know? um, what should the general public, so those who may not, uh, you know, those who may not be a business owner or those who may not have a low rider, what, what should the general public, 
what should they or can they be doing to help contribute to the kind of things that we both want to see take place in the city? What can they be? Yeah. Um, just basically support, you know, like um, a lot of times, you know, people see that we're at a certain place or an event or whatever, and we're talking about, hey, you know, support small local businesses, and a lot of people will like it or something like that on Facebook, right. but, and that's okay, you know, to do that, you know, they're showing their support on that aspect, but at the same time, don't just like it, go there and support, you know, go there and buy an item or two, you know, um, because it's helping everybody involved, because everything I do, I try to make it benefit everybody that's involved, not just me. It benefits me, the, the business, it benefits those, the entertainers, um, the people that bring their cars, whoever helps out, the volunteer. So basically they can, can just do your part and, and help out when people are saying they're here or there, you know, supporting small businesses and stuff. Yeah, small businesses really make up the backbone. I was talking to a lady not too long ago, excuse me, or I was talking to um, uh, one of the owners at the Gallet line, someone, talked to a woman from there and she was telling me like, hey look, you know, the first shutdown when things happened, that was tough enough. That was super tough. Right. Everybody comes out of that a little bit. Now we've got the mitigation and going back down. Um, this is the, the thin line. People are on thin ice mm -hmm. when it comes to having their business, losing their business. So, you know, we try to on the show, shout out and promote the little guy right. and just let people know like look go you know get take out from Torres Mania get take out from you know Gillerson's or wherever the case may be so y'all right. can uh, so y'all can keep it going not I don't feel like there's enough noise being made for the small businesses I'm not pointing you know yeah, but I just I think there can never be enough for them really yeah, I don't think so either, because there are a lot of small businesses, you know? Yeah. And I think, it, yeah, it's not pointing any fingers on that aspect, what you're saying. It's just, you know, um, it would be good if more people got involved on that aspect to try to shine more light on that, you know, to get people motivated to go help and support those small businesses, you know? Because a lot of the big businesses are already doing well, you know? I mean, apart from the employees that they have there, of course, they need to survive all the employees at those big businesses, but the big business itself, corporate, on the corporate level, you know, they're okay. Um, these small businesses are the ones that, you know, it's make or break right now. So a lot more should be done, but it's um, on us, it's on the community to, you know, do it, you know. Right. Um, what's, what you got planned for next year? Um, it all depends on COVID because um, I found a way this year during COVID to do, you know, at first we were shut down, couldn't do anything. We had a few big events planned, but we had to cancel because of COVID, so we never did those. But then I figured out ways to keep going with smaller events, and it's been working for me, right? Um, so from there, I've, you know, have a lot of people that would like to collaborate with me on, um, you know, bigger projects. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of ideas on bigger projects. So my thing is to do bigger shows, big events, because in helping the community and all that, trying to bring the community together, and you know I always talk about the Latino community, right? But I'm about bringing everybody together. But the Latino community in itself, in order to help the community, I feel that I do it entertainment-wise as well, you know? Like slowly but surely, then you know, we start talking and you know, talk about the issues and all that. So I would like to eventually do bigger and bigger shows um, throughout Aurora, different spots, small shows, big shows, events, all that, um, to you know, bring business to Aurora, 
you know, have people shop local and yeah. all that, but apart from that, expand out. Make Aurora a destination point for other cities, other towns and all that, for them to come spend their money here because there's always something going on in Aurora. And then, you know, everyone's always talking about Aurora as the second largest city in Illinois. My thing is, let's act like it. Let's not just say it all the time, you know what I mean? There's a lot of things that we can do, big city ways, things that we can do that can help that, you know? And um, this is one of the ways, you know, being spontaneous sometimes, do big city things. Like we talked about being on Broadway sometimes and just, you know, do a little event right Post there up. on the street. Yeah, there, you know? Yep. Uh, make it interesting. So, um, you know, that's how it goes. You know, you got to do little things like that, big things as well. And keep it going. Me and you were talking one time, and the conversation was about small businesses. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that we talked about that was important was that, look, if you're a small business that's a restaurant, if you don't, if you don't have the ability to have, to pack your your dining room like you used to, you can do carry out and this, that, and the other. But if you're a cotton seed, or if you're a damn balderas or whatever, like first of all, you're not selling food, so right. you don't you you didn't have that foot traffic in the from the get go. Right. So so now, if people aren't able to come into your store, if you don't have a website or something like that, you're hurting. Right. So those are the businesses that. Uh, can uh, really benefit from a little bit of outside help. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. For people to come and shine that light, I'm like, look, don't forget about right. this place and that place. And that's why I do what I do. I try to focus more on those businesses. You know, there was a business that I told, hey, you know, I come, I can come help and try to promote your business and all that, but then I see that the business is kind of okay, you know? Correct. Um, that there's, you know, help with that one. So I figured, let me focus on these other ones. Because there's those that, like the jewelry stores, there's... Um, people to sell wedding dresses, quinceanera dresses and all that. There's no events going on, no quinceaneras going on. They're not selling any dresses because right. people are only coming to buy it for that special occasion. Exactly. And how are they going to survive? That's their, you know, their business, you know? So those are the main ones that I try to um, promote and support and all that. And um, we can talk about the chambers of commerce and all that, but they can't be everywhere. They can't be at every business. And at the same time, not every business is aligned with the chambers of commerce anyway. They're not all members of the chambers of commerce, right. you know. Yeah. A lot of them do their own thing. You got to pay to be a member of the chamber yes, of commerce. Yes, you have to pay yeah. to be a member. Some don't believe in it. Some don't believe in the chamber's ways. Some just don't have the money to be paying. You know, for whatever reasons, they're not a part of it. So we can't just rely on the chambers to, you know, help these businesses. They need to help them, but at the same time, um, my thing is, is why I'm doing what I'm doing, you know? Just taking my, taking action to try to support them. And, you know, if anybody else would like to get involved, let's do it, you know? Call to action, baby, call to action. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, when I, um, when I initially lost my job, all my friends who still had jobs were in danger of losing theirs was hitting me up like, yo, Kurt, you know, I need help. I'm like, yeah, I trying to help myself, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But that's why, that's kind of the spirit of Good Morning Aurora. Like, look, right. if you if you got a business and you don't have the money to boost that post no more, you can't pay mm -hmm. to to get it out there, then right. we will highlight and shout it out for you, man. It's, it's, it's the community. Yeah, and that's something we talked about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we did. I don't really... It, it doesn't matter to me what a business sells how old they are, when they got started, or where they're located. As long as it's in Aurora and it's doing something positive, right. I'll highlight it. And I kind of feel the same about you. You don't, you don't have a checklist right. for a business to fill out, and then you'll help them out. Right. It's all about are they helping the community 
or are they not? Is that a fair statement? Well, it's not just like that. Kind of. It's kind of a fair statement. Okay. But it's not just about are they helping the community or not. Yes, they, they should be doing something positive, but then there's those that they're in business, but they're not... They're in business and that's it. They don't, they're not sophisticated. Not everybody in business knows everything, you know what I mean? Good, yeah, so good sometimes point. they good need point. help. They need a helping hand, you right. know, to do what they do. Right. Survive and all that. So as long as they're good people, you know what I mean? Um, and I feel that they need help, they need help, you know? It, you don't want to discriminate. Right. You know? um, how important is it for other, for, um, how important is it to receive and ask for help? Well, asking me is kind of a tough question because myself personally, I can help people faster than I ask for help for myself. You know what I mean? Um, but looking at it from their perspective, not mine, um, yeah, I believe it's important for them to ask for help because there's some business that I've spoken to because I speak to a lot of businesses, you know. Um, and see how they're doing and all that. And there's a lot of them that told me that they don't know about certain resources or that they feel the city or the chamber should be doing more and they're not doing it, you know. But at the same time, I believe it's on up to them too to reach out and ask for help. They might feel certain ways why they don't want to, but at the same time, you know, um, it's important. You have to ask for help sometimes. And that's coming from me, a person that doesn't like to ask for help. You know, I like to do things on my own, you know, whether it's a struggle or not. A lot of times it may be a struggle, but I, I prefer to go that route. It's not always the smartest thing, but for business, they shouldn't be like that. Well, sometimes you have to. Mm -hmm. Sometimes if you know the vision and can't nobody else see it, well, yeah, hey. On that, on that yeah, that yeah. <laughs> we talked about, yeah. Like we talked about right before we started. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's like if the, vis if the vision ain't right, yeah. you know, hey, and that's, but, um, that's fine. Let me talk about something on that with the business, though. There was an article in the Daily Herald, I believe, um, October 27th. Okay. And it was talking about the King County Board, how... They have $8 million that they were to be awarding to small businesses throughout King County. And they have yet to distribute that money. It's, they said it was a part of the $93 million that the county got from the Federal CARES Act, something like that. And um, they had to figure out how they were gonna distribute it. So the article is talking about how they haven't done it yet. And out of 251 applications, they barely, uh, completed half of them, and they were only going to award like a few million dollars out of that, not even the whole eight million. So there's so much there left. And they're saying they got to make another push to get that money out before the end of the year, I guess because they'll lose it or something like that. But there were so many restrictions that they didn't understand it themselves because they had to understand the U.S. Treasury Department and all that, their rules and protocols and yeah. all that. And so they had to navigate all that. It took a lot of time. So then they got all these restrictions they're giving to these small businesses. There's sophisticated rules on that they have to follow. These small businesses are not all that sophisticated. You know, not everybody is, you know, like that. Right, know? yeah. They're just business owners. So they were leaving, some of them weren't understanding what they wanted on the application. Some of them were just leaving it blank, you know, for whatever reasons. They didn't finish filling them out or whatever. But um, the money's there. And they're talking about making another push because of this new lack, uh, restrictions or whatever. But how did it go from April? And the article came out in October saying that, you know, all that money's there. When there's businesses that were actually shutting down on Broadway as well, there was a couple that started right before COVID. The city did a grand opening for those businesses, but they shut down. I didn't see no help trying to help those businesses that are shut down. So if all that money's available, those businesses could have been prevented from closing, you know. They could have um, helped them up.
And apart from all that grand opening type things that they do, you know, they don't say about oh, where these businesses close. You know, they only talk about what business is open. And um, the money's there. So why are these businesses closing? You know, it's, it shouldn't happen like that. Um, and now that they're closed, and we know that that money's there, they should get that money and try to help these small businesses that close down to reopen, you know, because of that. Um, and then if there's too much there, like for the U.S. Treasury Department or whatever, where it's too much to uh, figure out and navigate, or it's too much work to allocate all that money, then hire some people. Use some of that money, see if you can use some of that money to hire people that know how to navigate this and reach out to the small businesses. Because they were saying that the word was out there that the Chambers of Commerce um, were the ones that were supposed to be spreading the word. And they're stating that we don't know if, whether they spread the word or not, but that's besides the point. Whether they did or not, more should have been done. Don't just leave it up to the Chambers of Commerce. You know, um, there's, like I said, there's a lot of businesses that are not aligned with the Chambers of Commerce, so it's on everybody else. And then the, one of the board members was saying that, um, well, maybe some people pay attention, some people don't. He's writing it off as that, and that's not fair to say that, you know what I mean? Because not everybody gets the same information. Not a lot of people understand all that. So it's on the city officials, county officials, state officials to find something to work out so that way that money can be allocated. I, money there. I will agree that to have two chambers of commerce in one city. There's three. Three, yes, yeah, you're, yeah, three, excuse me. Yeah. To have three chambers of commerce in one city in a county where the board has $9 million? $8 million. $8 million? Yeah. It would be unacceptable to hear some shit like, oh, well, if they don't know the information, then I guess they don't know right. the information. Yeah, that's right. that's some bullshit. So that's something that... I want to look Sorry, into. this is a family show. My bad hey. with the language. <laughs> hey, it's all good. Yeah. That's something I want to look into more, and I want to really get into, because there are more. There's other articles dealing with that, talking about what they, how they're going to go about using that money. I, you know, I just have to look into it more. But, and that's not just the only money. There's been a lot of other different types of grants, whether state, local, from other businesses or whatever, that they were relying on the chambers of commerce to get the word out there to help, you know, the public. And I've heard that, yes, they, you know, the Small Business Development Center, um, the chamber, some of the Chambers of Commerce, they were helping businesses, you know, fill out the applications and all that. But they can't help everybody, you know? Yeah, and Invest Aurora now, which is not the Chamber of Commerce, right. and which is not the Kane County Board. I, I have to say that Invest Aurora, from the beginning, they did a lot of workshops, seminars, or registrations to help folks, and they did it in English and Spanish. Right. So there there are groups in Aurora who still are and have been they are. dedicated to folks, sure. Yeah. Yes. They're just not enough. Right. You I know? got you. And um, regardless, not everybody understands all that. Some of the business owners do not know how to use a computer. It's just don't just because technology is out there and everybody uses them doesn't mean everybody knows how to use them. Some people are still scared of using them, you know? So they're gonna leave some information out or they're gonna not gonna finish filling it out because they feel it's too complicated, you know? So they do need help, you know? And um, yeah, there's a lot out there. Um, and the chambers should be doing more, you know? But I believe at the same time they should be doing more. They can't do everything, you know? So they, it, something else needs to be done. Some other uh, procedures need to be put in place because it's a special circumstances, right? COVID is a pandemic. It's, you know, hurting people worldwide. So don't just say, oh, some people pay attention, some don't. 
um, you know, if they didn't get the money, they didn't get the money. Now let's put other things in place because this is a special circumstance where it's necessary, you know. It's a matter of survival. That's a good point. You know? So this is something that needs to be looked into more and which I plan to do and hopefully other people look into that more as well. If you can, send me that article. Because right. I'm going to damn sure make sure that gets spread all yeah. over the world. Because what I was going to do, I was going to do a video on that, talk about it, because, you know, there's a lot more that I would like to say about it. The only thing is I've had so much to do, you know, since the article came out yeah. that I haven't been, I've been unable to sit down and, you know. Well, you've been like a million places since that article came out. Right. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, what else? What are we, uh, um, are we forgetting? Civilians anything? Review Board, right. Okay. I want to touch on something on that. Um, so a lot of people don't agree on how they, yesterday, you know, the city council approved, you know, uh, civilian review board with their criteria. Right. You know, whatever criteria they came up with. Right. So a lot of people don't agree with that. And it would tell them to hold off on it till you do a little bit more research, put a little more um, into it to where it's going to work for the community, you know. And they feel that the officials, elected officials rushed into it. So, you know, there was a lot of phone calls into the city council meeting stating their, you know, objections to it and all that. However, the city council still voted for the Citizens Review Board, and which I don't agree with myself, but at the same time, I could sit here all day and tell you all the reasons why I don't agree with it, you know, but that's not going to change anything. It's there, right? So my thing is, if it's there, um, you know, and other people can talk about it because it is necessary to talk about why they don't agree with it. Just for me, it's, it's not necessary, but it's there. So my thing is, um, even if it's not the right, they didn't implement it the right way, then let's make it work for us then. If you feel that there's reasons why they should have did this or that, then get on the board. You know, fill out an application, try to get on the board, and let's work on it. You know, if you can get on the board, and now we can make it our business too, like, okay, this is not working, we're gonna, as we go along, let's um, fight to get this right, because there's always room for change. You know, right now they're saying, well, we have to implement it like this because there's state laws, there's collective bargaining and things like that, so we cannot make it independent for whatever reason. But that's okay, get on the board, and even if you're not on the board, just be affiliated with it, with the members or whatever, and make that push to make it stronger, make it mean something, make it have more power and all that, you know? Um, that's my thing. It's the same thing with the Aurora Police Department, right? We have a lot of complaints about the culture of the police department, the way the police officers are. Um, and we complain about there's not enough minorities on there. It needs to reflect, you know, the, the population of the city, you know? Um, so let's get on there then. They're hiring right now. Um, I'm, I'm sure not everybody's, you know, fit, you know, cut out to be a police officer. But there are those that are. So there's Latinos, there's blacks that are cut out to be one. So fill out an application, get on there. That's one of the ways that we make that change. We get up in there, you know? We can't always complain and be on the outside saying it needs to be changed. Let's get on the inside as well. You know, train the kids. So when they grow up, they decide they want to be one, they got all that proper training as far as the upbringing and um, how to treat people right with respect and dignity and all that. And maybe they get in there and you know, they do right. Facts. If you're going to talk shit about the police, you should be the police. Well, don't you know? No, I, I, I understand what you're saying. I'm not trying to change what you what you right. said, but uh, what's his? Um, there was an article. Well, it was a while ago now, but they're trying to hire like more black police officers. They're trying to, you know, and 
if you want to change the system, you should be part of the system. Let's get in there. You know what I mean? So I'm making a push for that. I put out there, they're like, hey, let's, you know, get people in there. Let's get Latinos and blacks in the community to get in there, you know? Yeah. Yes, we do need to voice our opinion, voice what's wrong and all that. We need people to speak up and all that. And not, like I said, not everybody's cut out for that, but there are those that are cut out for it. So let's get up in there. Right. It's the same thing with the Royal Public Arts Commission, right? Um, as you know, um, you're, you're a member on that commission. I'm on there as well. Mm -hmm. The reason I got on there is about artwork. It's about murals and all that, you know, having them in the city of Aurora, where it's been difficult to have them. In the 80s and 90s, they were banned, you right. know, for whatever reasons. And um, I got on there not for any personal benefit, just because I wanted to be on a commission or something like that. I got on there to get in there, just like what I was saying about the police department, get up in there and, you know, Find out why these things are not happening and try to make that change. You know what I mean? I, you know, I get in the door, I'm going to find a way for someone else to get in there. But not just to get in there, just to have it our way, to be objective, to reflect the values of the people, you know? That's right. why I got to To truly take part. Yeah. So same thing with the police department. With any, any position, any elected official, whether it's alderman, mayor, or whatever, you know, let's get up in there. You know? uh, the show ends on a positive note. I have one thing. Go ahead. Go ahead. I would like Go to ahead. say, during, yesterday during the city council meeting, they spoke about the mayor being appointed by the governor um, to some board dealing with black um, males. Um, it's a commission. Hmm. He will be leading a board of 14 members throughout the state of Illinois hmm. um, dealing with socioeconomic issues, uh, you know, various issues dealing with black males, right? Hmm. So one thing that I would like to state on that is that if you appoint him for that, I'm not trying to go against the mayor, but at the same time, he's been stating all through this change initiative about the police department that um, the police do no wrong. When there's a lot of people to the, say to the contrary, you know, a lot of black males that say they've been wronged by the police department, you know, with excessive force or whatever it may be. And there's proof that that's out there, right? Mm -hmm. So for him to say that the police department's doing no wrong, how can you represent the black males throughout the state of Illinois being a leader on that commission um, when you're saying that they, you know, the police department's doing no wrong? I believe you can be on that commission and do well and all that, but I think you should admit that you know there is wrong that the police department's doing, so that way we can move forward. So it's not for me to go against him. It's just admit that, you know, the police department's not even admitting it, you know. What's all this change initiative, change reform and all that? Um, you're stating the whole way, oh, they do no wrong. Then why are you doing all these civilian review boards, the body cameras, all these listening sessions and all that? Because you know there's a problem there, you guys just won't admit it. And that's the thing, just admit it, you know. And we yeah, because uh, you're referring to that, that poll that I guess they so he came out and said, see, this shows that people love the police department. Or something like that. Well, yeah, that and just in general, they always—I've heard them state on their own that, that the police department's you know, done no wrong. You know, it's not true. Right. We know it's not true. Right. Um. Anything else? Positive note. <laughs> positive note. Well, what's the positive note? What's uh, the What's the message going into uh, the rest of the day today and Thanksgiving holiday? Um. All, all I know is I'm a push. Um, Community-wise, business-wise, whatever, all throughout the winter, the cold, um, the cold don't stop me. Rain, snow, none of that. I know how to get down and like dirty. Like the mailman, yeah. I, I can <laughs> volunteer. Some people need some help volunteering. I know how to do hard labor, all that, just to, you know, um, the cold weather's not going to stop me. So um, 
and they're like-minded people. They like to be out when it's cold, doing this or that, and we can pull something off, trying to help somebody out. Let's do it. That's the positive note, you know what I mean? Call to action. The weather's not going to stop me, you know? And how can people Still. find you? Chicano Times. Um, that's my business on Facebook. Okay. Right now, that's about the only way that you can find me. <laughs> you can find me at A-Town Boxing Club, but we're closed right now. So, you know, um, hit me up on the page, and we can go from there. All right. On behalf of the second largest city's first daily news podcast, this has been a great interview. We appreciate you coming back on for another update, my brother. All right. Yeah, we're going to keep it pushing. To all you listeners out there, be blessed, be strong, be dedicated, be nice to other people, and uh, let's all make our city of Aurora shine. Have a great day today. Peace.